and we are live. Welcome back to Checkpoint, brought to you by Strictly Casual, your number one show, rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about. I'm one of your hosts, James Walmer, joined today by the spiciest meatball in the gaming industry, Vincent Anthony DeSantis. Whoa, whoa, there it is. Audio listeners, thank you so much. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com at Strictly Casual. Uh, hit us with the rating on audio platforms and sub. It helps us out a lot. Finn, explain the new membership stuff. Boom. The, here we go. Simple as it possibly can be. We have Checkpoint. We have Freeze Frame, right? Our, we usually post a video podcast, but not anymore. We post a video podcast still on YouTube, but they're under a membership paywall, which is $2 a month um, if you would like to support us there. But if you can't support us there, that's totally fine. We post clips of the podcast on YouTube and the podcast is always free on audio platforms, no matter where, like everywhere. So if you just want the video, it's under the $2 paywall. Uh, we have a lot of reasoning behind that. Mostly one, because it kills our search, uh, his, our search like results and suggestions when we post an hour long video, when the rest of our content is like five to eight minutes. So, uh, it's yeah. just something we're trying out. We're totally open to feedback too. I uh, was telling somebody about that earlier. So if you have feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. Great. We also have a bunch of spicy content on the channel. Uh, if you haven't heard of Freeze Frame, go check them out. If you like movie news, if you like movies, if you like Marvel, if you like entertainment, all that good stuff, go check out the Freeze Frame podcast. I was co-hosting that earlier this week. That should be out now. Um, huge plug to Ryder. He does so much work on the channel and doesn't get a lot of love here over on Checkpoint, but we love him very God bless much. You. Um, guys, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, but we'll talk to you guys about that later. Today, we're talking about Microsoft buying blizzard we're talking about brunch at tt games with the new lego star wars along with a bunch of other juicy juicy stuff this is the biggest this is the biggest news story of the year and maybe last year ever like yep. that we have right now yeah absolutely but vincent before we get into it before yeah. we get sink our teeth into sure. these juicy stories yep i need to know i need to check in on you how you doing what are you playing i'm doing great i've played probably five hours of halo infinite multiplayer i was dogging on it last week but i played a lot with gabe this week uh and uh we also did i've played about two hours of undertale last night which i'm absolutely yeah, loving i love undertale I love so undertale. much it's so good and then it's so self-aware uh, what else have i been playing that's it i i haven't really played too much because since we did the last podcast because i was in la with you mm -hmm. and then uh just the last couple of days i've been working a lot so those are the two things i've played oh Jeezy and I played two matches of Fortnite last night, and I'm a little guilty about it, but I have a reason, uh, but it's, we'll go into that later. Fair enough. Uh, I played just Halo, and I am still confronted with all the same frustrations that come with the cosmetics in Halo, particularly with armor sets and like locking specific armor pieces yeah. to armor sets. Also, it just feels weird to unlock colors for things still. I got a question for you. How does it feel... Yeah. This is this is a step in the right direction direction for me. In the new Cyber Showdown event, the visor you can put on any armor set. But it's great, but it's an armor effect. It's an armor effect. So exactly. Yeah. It's an armor effect. It's not an actual piece of armor. Yeah. So I guess they can get away with that because it's an armor effect. But that's wow. no different from the other armor effects with yeah. like the fire, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. Um Yeah. Uh I'm just going to get into the news because I'm bitter about Halo still. <sighs> Sorry, man. I'm ready to go. This is big. Okay, let's, let's, you know what, let's just get into it. Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard for $68.7 <laughs> billion dollars with a B. Yes. This comes from Polygon.com. Microsoft plans to acquire Activision Blizzard, publisher of some of the most popular games on the planet, from World of Warcraft to Call of Duty, as well as the studios currently embroiled in multiple lawsuits related to accusations of gender discrimination in its workplace, the company announced Tuesday. Xbox boss Phil Spencer will serve as the CEO of Microsoft Gaming and oversee Activision Blizzard once the transaction is finalized. And we'll have more details on this in a second. Yeah. The deal is worth $68.7 billion with the little Mr. Evil Pinky in the corner of the mouth. The largest acquisition in the company's history. And James, maybe in the gaming industry ever? I cannot fathom $68.7 billion. I, I, how... I, what can I can't. what i don't I can't know. even imagine how yeah i can't imagine a million dollars in front of me let alone mm -hmm. a billion let alone 70 billion that's crazy to me i don't even know man it's crazy 
<laughs> in a blog post about this acquisition, Spencer said that Microsoft, quote, will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision's Blizzard's incredible catalog, end quote. Activision Blizzard, mind you, is currently facing multiple lawsuits and federal investigations, as well as calls for its CEO, Bobby Kotick, to resign over serious allegations of sexual harassment and assault. Hashtag fire Bobby Kotick. Hashtag fire Bobby Kotick and its studios, including Blizzard. Kotick will remain CEO of Activision Blizzard until Microsoft acquisition of the publisher closes, which is expected to to complete in 2023. And that's the end of the fiscal year in 2023. So that's until June 2023. Yes. Kotick said in an email to employees saying, quote, this is Bobby Kotick in the email. Until we receive all the necessary regulatory approvals and other customary closing conditions are satisfied, which we expect to be sometime in Microsoft's fiscal 2023 year ending in June 30th, 2023, as I said, we will continue to operate completely autonomously, Kodak said. I will continue as our CEO with the same passion and enthusiasm I had when I began this amazing journey in 1991. And God. So I'm going to clarify a little bit. Wall Street Journal sources, this comes uh, via Nibelian on Twitter, Wall Street Journal sources say that Bobby Kotick is expected to leave once the deal closes, saying, quote, Bobby Kotick is expected to leave after the deal closes, according to people familiar with those plans, and that after the deal closes, quote, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Microsoft Gaming Chief Phil Spencer, end quote, but the companies have agreed that he will depart once the deal closes. It gets even juicier, though, ladies and gentlemen. There were rumors yesterday, unconfirmed, so I cannot say this is truth or not, that Bobby Kotick was trying to purchase such sites as Kotaku so that he could filter um, like articles that were about him negatively if he was to get fired or leave and things like that. To sen- That's censorship in the media straight up right there. I don't know if this is true or not, but there was multiple reports of this. That sounds like some conspiracy theorist shit. There was reports of this. I don't know. I can look right now. I'll look. I'll take a look. I'm telling you, okay. it, was, it was a lot of places, though. I'm going to continue reading you look for that. Perfect. The deal will further extend Microsoft's position in the games industry as a whole. Microsoft announcement outlines the huge scope of the purchase. With Activision's Blizzard's nearly 400 million monthly active users in 190 countries and $3 billion franchises, so $3 billion franchises, yeah. this acquisition will make Game Pass one of the most compelling and diverse lineups of gaming content in the industry, as it, I would say it already is. Upon close, Microsoft will have 30 internal game development studios along with additional publishing and esports production capabilities. Guys, Game Pass has been a giant it is the driving force of the xbox marketing plan as it stands right now and this is doubling tripling quadrupling down on this marketing strategy that xbox has microsoft doesn't care whether or not you're buying xbox ones okay they don't care about whether you're buying series x's or series s's they care about you getting on the service no matter what platform you're playing on currently yeah Okay, I'm excited to get, let me clarify what I said real quick just before I missed that train. But sure. uh, it's a report from the Wall Street Journal claims Kotaku considered buying video game media outlets Kotaku and PC, PC Gamer. When the finer details of the potential deals have not been revealed, the apparent idea behind buying the companies was to spin coverage back in Activision Blizzard's favor. Um, not to say anything positive about Kotick and the company, but uh, and that comes from The Gamer and PC Gamer. So PC Gamer would, is reporting about uh Kodak possibly buying pc gamer which is interesting but interesting <laughs> anyways james yeah like I, I don't even know where to start with this because there's so many things that we could talk about in this acquisition the yes a, a big thing obviously the one big thing that we hear all the time is oh is overwatch going to be xbox exclusive is it's called you going to be xbox exclusive all this stuff we don't know but what we do know. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that more in a second sure. because we have specific articles like talking about that. But specifically from like a marketing business like perspective, what are some of your key like takeaways? And where do you see Microsoft going? What do you think their overall big plan is with this? It, it's hard to say because number one, I don't think we have seen. This is like probably a plan that they've had in place for the last couple years they've been thinking about not just this company but what they're doing and i don't think we've seen the fruition of that that's impressive long-term planning absolutely because they have bethesda we haven't even seen the full like 
rollout of the Bethesda stuff yet. We have no idea no, how that looks. especially because the exclusivity deals with right. Sony have, are still yeah. in place. Totally. So I don't even know how that's going to shake out, let alone how this is going to shake out. I think we have an idea of how that's going to go because of what we've seen so far. But in reality, they're going to surprise us a lot more with whatever's going on here. I, like, I, we don't know the half of it, truly. It's, we really do not know the half of it. No. Um, I've heard people talking about, like Jeff Grubb on Twitter was joking, like jokingly having a conversation with other um, journalists and stuff about they're going to be forcing PlayStation to have an Xbox Game Pass app on their thing and forcing uh, things like that. I think it's, I don't think that's a possibility, but they're, I mean, they're joking about it. Like how, how else are you going to have an audience? Because here's the thing, Call of Duty is every single year in the top five, like most health, most, I don't know, grossing games, right? Yeah. Every single year you're cutting off that PlayStation audience that buys that every year, right? So how else would you get them in to make that the most like profitable well, game each let's, year? Let's 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 put a pin in exclusivity for sure. Time. Okay, let's put a pin because in, we right. have we have we have we're talking about exclusivity in like two separate articles okay. that come straight after this. That's for later. But I guess what I want to bring up is that Game Pass you you already said it. Game Pass is what they need. Is what they're keep is they're going to keep on pushing. That is the future of Xbox. They're going to go with I guarantee this. Will, I guarantee they'll. You won't even have to have an Xbox anymore. Like you're going to be no. number it's gonna one be a streaming, streaming service. It's going to be like stick. It's, it's on, be on your TV. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you're going to be able to play it anywhere. Yeah. You just pack a controller and you're good to go. Yep. Um. In fact, it'll come bundled with your like Xbox Cast or like oh yeah Xbox Google Chromecast or like hundred percent. You know they won't even do that. They're just going to put it on as a service on your Fire Stick, on your Roku Stick. They aren't going to have their own proprietary theme. That's not Xbox's thing. They're interested they might. in the software. I don't think they will. Because I really don't think they will. Because all people with old TVs, Xbox, they'll do it. They'll do it. It's like for people with old TVs, yeah, they'll have the option. But I don't yeah. think it's ever going to be. It's going to be like HBO Max. It's going to be like Disney Plus. It's going to be on every single platform. Yeah. No, I agree. But I think it's like the, I think they will sell something specifically for the same reason you just bought like a Roku stick. Like you know what I mean. Like you're the TV right. that you have doesn't have it, but you could plug your stick in and be ready to go. Like connect that's true internet. because also like smart TVs are a huge yeah thing too. So it wouldn't. I don't think there would be a need for it with a smart TV. Same sure. way. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Or uh. God, what was the example I was gonna pull? I don't remember. It uh, like there's so much. There's so much here. Do you want to? Should we get into the next? Keep going. Piece of article Keep going. here. So obviously we already read about this with them. With them would come billion-dollar cornerstones like the annual Call of Duty series and the landmark MMO World of Warcraft, which I heard. People are like, oh, if you have a Game Pass subscription, you probably are now going to have just a subscription to World of Warcraft. You wouldn't have to pay extra for that, which mm -hmm. that's yeah. huge. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Blizzard Entertainment, Di uh, Diablo, and Overwatch franchises, both due for new releases in 2023, could be the first games published by Microsoft once the deal closes. That's to say nothing of King, the mobile game maker behind massively popular franchises such as Candy Crush. I think we have slept on this, slept on King. Nobody's talking about King, but in the mobile space... They're number one, probably it's, next to Supercell. It's, it's revenue. It's straight revenue. Hundred percent. Like all Microsoft is doing is they're increasing their revenue. Yeah. Like they just they're worried about that. Like you know you talk about influencers. Always like mm -hmm. oh like passive income. You just want to generate passive income. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're just generating all this income at no additional cost. I mean, obviously it costs a big cost. Sixty eight point seven billion dollars. Yeah. But that is a exponent. Like that's going to exponentially increase that passive revenue. It's a great investment. A long term investment. It's a great. Investment. Yes. And also, uh, Vincent, the this brings their total number of internal development studios to thirty. Yes, which is seven more than Cern, than Sony, Sony currently owns. Yeah, it's giant. That's so huge. That's um, giant. And that's not all. Activision's back catalog includes remasters, Spyro Reignited trilogy, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, Crash Bandicoot Four, as well as the franchises preceding them. The company was also one of the last heavy hitters to do licensed non-sports video games with remakes of GoldenEye 007, Transformers, Spider-Man, and the Cabela's Outdoor Series. Which, what is Cabela's Outdoor oh, yeah. Series? Do you know that? Oh, it's the hunting games. Got it. That makes a yeah. lot more sense. Guitar Hero and Skylanders, which the company shut down in recent years, are still there if the music, gaming, or toys-to-life genres respectively ever make a comeback. We'll see. And hell, Pitfall, the first blockbuster video game IP developed specifically for consoles, is an Activision product. Okay. Although Microsoft has acquired 
year and year bestseller like Call of Duty and two A-list franchises for which any development is breaking news. Buying Activision gives the company control of a video game history going back to the dawn of console gaming itself, which could also roll into uh, Xbox's backwards compatibility stuff. Are you kidding me? This is yeah. There's so much here. And they could bring servers back. Like they have absolutely they, they can do that. So like, oh, you want to play original Call of Duty Modern Warfare? Yeah, servers on are back online. Servers? You can't. Or like they just took off Halo 3 servers from Xbox 360. Come back. You're, you already like, know you in five years. Play Xbox 360. In five years, yep. they come out with that. They're shit. gonna they're gonna pull an Apple with that. Oh god. Take stuff away to give it back in the future. Yep. How will Microsoft address the mess that has been some of the worst abuses we've seen in the video game uh, industry? Well, we haven't really seen all of this yet. This is a question for us, I guess, to answer. This is a, these, these points are questions for us. Number one, I think it is obvious enough that... Okay, Phil Spencer's not stupid. The, the people that did this acquisition Absolutely are not. not stupid. They see us, they hear no. us, they know exactly what's going on. They would be... That it would be a huge miss if there was no statement released or anything like that. Right now, all we have is maybe it would, it would shoot. It would shoot them in the foot. It would shoot them in the fo- foot entirely. It, ah, like even the rumor that Bobby Kotick is out when the deal is done needs to be solidified within the next couple months. You know, like we need to hear something yeah. about that. Um, yeah, but we need to hear something from Phil Spencer. Yeah, ah, I don't really know the exact answer to what this question would be. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I just need a statement from Phil Spencer saying we are committed to redeveloping frameworks and empowering, like, uh, especially women and giving them, like, positions of uh, authority and executive positions to make, like, decisions that matter. Yeah. And they just need to put their money where their mouth is mm-hmm. and that in, action, in the hiring processes. Um, and, yeah, ordering some sort of, like, retribution. Yep. Uh, Nibel points out that the irony of recent reports of Xbox reevaluating its relationship with Activision Blizzard only to buy them out entirely. That is funny. We've remember last week we talked about Phil Spencer was or two weeks ago Phil Spencer was um yeah just reevaluating their relationship and yep. here we are he bought them. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean okay James one more little discussion point before we end this little segment here. What is Sony's move? Does it need a move? Because I think you made a tweet about this. Please read your tweet. I need you to read your tweet. Okay. So after... I almost after responded reading... to the tweet. Okay. So this tweet is... Oh my God. Someone's trying to FaceTime me right now. This is terrible. Um, okay. So after I tweeted this, mm-hmm. I read Barrett Courtney's tweet and I need... Or not not Barrett Courtney's tweet. I read Dustin Legary's tweet. Love him. And... um. God, where the hell? Sorry, this messed up everything for you're me. Good, you're good. I apologize. Okay, so my tweet said, no game franchise reveal or remake will be enough to match Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. So it needs a major AAA Square Enix level acquisition to fight back. After I tweeted this, promptly on my tweet, on my tweet, <laughs> on my feed, yeah, sure. uh-huh. SN Legary comments, the narrative that Sony is going to answer back by buying EA or any other mega publisher, EA wouldn't make sense anyway, that's Microsoft property, or any other mega publisher is so shockingly out of touch that I can't believe I've read it on the normally reputable outlet, twitter.com. And of course, there's a touch of sarcasm in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this sort of question of, does Sony need to do anything to respond to this? There's this sort of competitive, like, oh, well, Xbox made this big move. Does Sony need to make a big move in um, in response? Yeah. They they already have this plan of developing this, like, sort of new PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, uh, re, reformulation, sure. whatever that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do, they, do they need a Square Enix level? Here's my, like, here's my two cents. I okay. I be, I agree strongly with your first sentence of the tweet, which is there is nothing Sony can say that will up this that will like Absolutely go not. above this. I, there's literally nothing they can do. Even if they were to buy Square Enix, it, I don't think it would be. No, although that's a great acquisition, be I'd be very happy if they yes. did that. But I don't think they're in the business of one upping this. They're in the business no. of. Right now, Sony has fans. Xbox has fans on both sides. And I'm not, I don't want to be this dude that's like, oh, well, 
the fanboys are always going to be loyal to one side. And that's not true because I'm back and forth too. I love me my PlayStation mm-hmm. and I love me my Game Pass. And that's just, it's great. It works so good for me. Um, but Sony's like, I, I don't even know how to say this, but Sony is dedicated to their like high quality first party games, which yep. is not what Xbox is focused on. Even with exactly. this acquisition, they they don't get me wrong. Well, hold don't on. Get, hold on. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. They yeah, have okay. Halo and Forza, which are incredible and some of my favorite games of last year. Right? They they're absolutely and beat many PlayStation games there. I don't think Xbox is developing. Right? They're just acquiring other studios to make them first party instead of trying to make like their other first party games like become hits. They're banking on previous stuff. Think about well. Hold on, you're entirely leaving out Bethesda out of this I'm equation. Not. That's previous stuff, except for Starfield. It's, but it's Starfield, yeah, and the next Elder Scrolls game from the from like that's previous next year going forward. What do you mean? The previously revealed? Yeah, yeah. I meant more of like they're brand new games. They're brand new games, but they're they're built on something. I don't see Xbox like previous franchises. Yeah, you don't see them come out with new IPs. Oh, I mean they they are, but not any that are. Uh, like more enticing than something else they're already making. Like I'm way more interested in like what Forza is than their new like four player co op shooter. That's a first party game. Um, made by um, what's this? What's the company? Are you talking about like Crossfire or whatever it is? Not Crossfire, but the one where they shoot vampires. Oh, uh, not Back for Blood. The the wow. I don't know. Any, sorry. One made by Turtle Rock. Like, Left for Dead devs. I don't know. It just, it feels like they're keeping, I want to see a purchased studio or something from Microsoft that is developing games only for Xbox that have the same level of like hype behind them and interest around them, such as the like Insomniac first party games of PlayStation. They do. I mean, they, they, I, I, they do just not in the form of brand new yeah like i don't think but i don't think they need that and i don't think they need it either but i'm just that, that, they don't need that that's not like a leg i mean for for us it might be a leg up for sony but i think for not for the audience that yeah xbox is catering to they don't care right they don't care because you know at the end of the day you're going to be able to spend ten dollars a month yeah and get all of these games Absolutely. available to you day one on game pass yep while I mean, as of right now, I'll speak just in the present. Sure. As of right now, our bitch asses are paying $70 per game release. Yeah, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Over here. Yeah. It's true. Sony. And I'm very excited to like and... play Rainbow Six Extraction this weekend on Game Pass <laughs> because I'm not paying $40 for that game. No. And you don't have to. No. I don't you don't have even to. have to pay $70 on Halo. No. It's it's interesting. It's so interesting. But are you ready to wrap the segment, or do you have more? Do you have more you want to say about the through the segment? I don't know. I'll leave it there. Here's what I'll I'll say: If you want more details and information on Activision acquisition, check out the full podcast on audio platforms or the full video for members on the channel. This conversation will continue. We'll see you over there. Continuing the conversation right now, though, it's for people are listening to the full podcast. Sony expects Microsoft to keep Activision games multi-platform? James, what is this about? This is about following the acquisition of the announcement of Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard. Sony responded Thursday to the idea that certain games may eventually become Microsoft exclusive. Which we've been talking. We've been basically talking about this. Right. This is what I've been telling you to put a pin in, Ben. I'm sorry. It's hard to get ahead of myself. It's really... This is where we're picking up the pin. It's okay. 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 I know. I know. It's all... It's all... It's all a part of this... I know. Huge... Uh, a conundrum this huge big glob yeah of acquisition that we're just we, it's hard to tear it out into pieces okay but here's what's going on this is a quote from a sony representative saying we expect that microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure activision games are multi-platform end quote so this is sony talking to wall street journal this is in line with what microsoft ceo gaming ceo phil spencer wrote tuesday following the announcement that Activision Blizzard games are played on plenty of different platforms, and Microsoft continues to, well, plans to continue to support 
those communities moving forward. Yeah. So what happens to Activision Blizzard games on PlayStation once those contractual agreements are up? A Bloomberg report citing sources said Microsoft will keep, quote, some of Activision's games, end quote, on PlayStation consoles, but some content will be exclusive to Microsoft and Xbox, saying, quote, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform, and we remained committed to that, Spencer told Bloomberg. Microsoft's approach to other acquisitions are all over the board. While Microsoft plans to make highly anticipated Starfield and the Elder Scrolls Six Xbox exclusives, the company has a history of multi-platform support with Mojang's Minecraft. With this in mind, it's possible that Microsoft yeah. will keep current releases multi-platform while limiting big new releases with Xbox and PC exclusivity. And this is from uh, myself and going from uh, Bloomberg sources. Microsoft plans to keep making some of Activision's games for PlayStation consoles, but also keep some content exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, I don't. I think I've said all of all of what I needed to say, but I really do believe that some of the big titles that you would expect to stay on multi-platform are not going to stay multi-platform. I truly believe that Call of Duty. I mean, you can. I'm okay to be wrong on this, but as of right now. I truly believe Call of Duty will be an Xbox exclusive, but Warzone will not be, or something like that. Like okay. Warzone will let stay me, everywhere. Let me throw you something that a lot of people <clears throat> have not been discussing. Yeah. And maybe that's for a reason that I am unaware of. What about games that typically have ties to both Activision and Sony? For Such example, as? Destiny. De- Destiny. Destiny split. Bungie split from Activision. Bungie split. Oh, you're right. Bungie did split from Activision. They're their own independent publisher now. You're right. I yeah. forgot about that. What else? Very good point. There's got to be more. There's got to be more of those, though, that we're not thinking about. Maybe. I'm sure there is. It's just it's crazy, I bro. Think, I don't know where this is going to lead. I think if there are prominent communities in which the games are historically multi-platform, I think Xbox will offer perks for mm-hmm. playing through Game Pass. Maybe Absolutely. DLC. Uh, I think maybe a free DLC but or like bonus microtransaction packs, whatever. Is it going to be the but same? I don't BX? think they're. Like, I don't think they're going to pull. I don't think they're going to pull Call of Duty. It's got to be. I think huge, it'll be available though, day one on Game Pass. It's. But I don't think it'll pull it from PlayStation platform. Like, to make people play on Xbox more than PlayStation, let's just say, for instance, they aren't. They aren't interested. Or Game on Pass. More people sorry, playing on, on more people play on Game Pass. Or on their platform. The reason, like, right now, when Call of Duty has this, like, every back in year, back year, back and forth, uh, like, oh, here's a couple extra content on PlayStation, a couple extra content on Xbox, it sucks. And nobody uses it. It's like it's like one gun skin or something like that that you're going to get, or early access to a map by, like, seven days or something. It's Nobody's buying games because of that. They're just play, playing it on the platform they have. And they're like, oh, cool, I guess I get this a little bit early since I have an Xbox, or a little bit early since I have a PlayStation. I'm saying Xbox, but I mean... It's, you know, it's Microsoft now. It's Game Pass now. Um, so I don't know, dude. I, I don't think you spend, I'm like, I'm with Paris on this. You don't spend $70 billion to keep it on, to keep it on PlayStation. You want all the microtransactions that, to not go through the PlayStation store. You want those microtransactions to go through the Xbox store. That's where they make so much of their all money. Right. Let me, let me throw a crazy wrench. Throw it. Give me the wheel. Give me it. The craziest wrench ever. What if they, there's no way they could do this. There's no way. But <sighs> tell me. If it were to happen, what if they put Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation? Right. That's what I'm saying. People are joking about it, but it's becoming a, I think it's a serious thing. I think it could happen. Yeah. I think it could happen too. And do you know what? You bet your ass I'm going to subscribe. I'm going to get this PlayStation Game Pass subscription. Hmm. Oh, PlayStation you bet Game your Pass. Ass. Yeah. Are you? Or sorry. No, I mean Xbox Game Pass on Got PlayStation. It. Okay. I'm sure you it's bet the same. your ass I'd subscribe to it. That's the thing. It's probably the same uh, same subscription. I, I can't even imagine it being a different subscription. Than the PlayStation Game Pass? Oh, no, no. I mean, sorry. You're talking about purchasing a subscription for the Xbox Game Pass on the PlayStation. That is exactly what I'm talking about. It's the about. same subscription everywhere. Imagine there's yeah. so many people who do not have a PC and do not have an Xbox that would love to play Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. So. Because... It would fit with their marketing model, right? For just generating passive income. Yeah. I, well, I don't think that's a. I don't think a marketing model is generating passive income. That's just something that's like a, it's a big part of it. Sure, it's a big part of it is just generating revenue. I wonder how that works with 
um, like licensing games on Game Pass and how they pay developers and stuff like that. Because like, let's say I'm just paying $10 a month for Game Pass and I play like one game a month on it, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just playing Halo multiplayer, which could be free like somewhere else. I don't, which yeah, I could be. I don't think it's by like playtime if that's right. what you're like talking about. Well, like Netflix, for instance, when you play a show that is all like added up into uh-huh. a licensing fee that Netflix will pay to. Oh, interesting. It's like, I wonder how Game Pass works, if it's kind of the same concept or not. Or maybe they just mm-hmm. buy it from, but they own the the studio. So how did the studio get paid? I don't know. That's like a question for someone that worked at Xbox. If you work at Xbox and want to explain that to me, I'd love to actually talk about that because that's fascinating. But uh, yeah, sick. we got one more article. Here. On. One more article. Xbox boss Phil Spencey himself expects PlayStation's inevitable Game Pass rival to include new games on day one this is talking about spartacus which is the code name for playstation plus subscription service is it really yeah mm-hmm. that's a code name Epic. it is pretty sweet this comes from video games chronicle phil spencer's the man i'm just i'll say it dude he's the absolute I love man phil spencer he's great dude honestly the most awkward thing i've ever experienced meeting him it was just it was incredibly awkward but it was awesome. you were shoehorned into that situation shoehorned in nicest guy willing to take a picture though Details on Xbox Game Pass and competitor service reportedly being planned by PlayStation emerged in December and picked up steam last week. We've already talked about this. Codename Spartacus. It's going to launch for PS4, PS5 this spring, potentially. Uh, and it's going to be structured in three payment tiers. We've talked about this extensively. The first will report... The first tier includes PlayStation Plus benefits like you have now, such as online play and free monthly titles. Um, Vincent, hold the phone. What? You're, you, you cut out. I cut out. Well, you cut out too. Which is sad, but I'm recording it. It's recording on my end, legit. Okay, I'm sorry. We should be good. You're good. Uh, The second tier will offer a large catalog of games like Xbox Game Pass, although not first-party titles at launch. And the third will add extended demos, game streaming, and a library of classic PlayStation games. Asked about the claims by IGN, Xbox boss Phil Spencer said he believes a Game Pass-like service from Sony is inevitable, and he expects it to make new releases available day one in the subscription, just like Game Pass. Although he didn't specify whether he thinks this will include first-party titles. But I'm sure that's... I mean, it has to. It has to, to be even close to a competitor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If not, it's PlayStation Now, which needs a rebrand anyway, but still not enticing. Um, Quote, I don't mean to sound like we've got it all figured out. I think the right answer is allowing your customers to play the games they want to play. This is a quote from Phil Spencer. Uh, Where they want to play them and giving them the choice about how they build their library and being transparent about them, what our plans are. In terms of our PC initiatives and our cross-gen initiatives and other things. Quote, so when I hear others doing things like Game Pass or coming to PC, it makes sense to me because that's the right answer. And he's talking straight up here about like God of War coming to PC, which sold like crazy. Sold so many copies. Every every PlayStation game should come to PC day one. It's big. It's big. I, I think so, too. I think it's a smart move. Spencer continued, I don't look at it as validation. I actually, when I'm talking to our teams, I think it's about inevitability. So for us, I think we should continue to innovate, continue to compete, because the things that we're doing might just be advantages that we have, have in the market today, but they're just based on us going first. Not that we've created something that no one else can go create. So I think through this statement, he knows that Sony can match Game Pass or yeah. attempt to match Game Pass in a sense. Mm-hmm. But he believes that because they're doing things first, this is they're getting so much like I don't not just good press, yes. but good I don't know will good will from good people branding good branding yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the final quote here I like it because it feeds our energy on what the next things we should be working on as we continue to build out the things we've done in the past because I think that the right answer is to ship great games ship them on PC ship them on console ship them on cloud make them available day one in the subscription and I expect that is what our competitor will do guys again. I cannot stress that 2022 and 2023 will be like the most transformative in the game space. We thought 2021 was huge for Game Pass. I don't think anybody expected this in the last two years for Xbox to just absolutely come out on top. Okay. After the last generation, we will see even more changes in this next year. We are on, we are 20 days into this year and we have the biggest new story like ever in games right here. Yep. It's mind-boggling to me, James. There's another there's another article that I didn't include <clears throat> because it gets a little boggy and a little more um, nebulous. Sure. But it talks about, like, Microsoft engaging with the metaverse and, like, how they view that and, like, wanting to create, like, communities across, plat- you know, just, like, yeah. creating communities across the digital space. 
but I think that will play a big part in the conversation coming 21, 20, 2020, sorry, 2022, 2023, um, as it becomes like a trend in all like digital spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is just the first, maybe not the first, but like a step in this huge like trend. Like we're on the we're on the edge, the precipice, if you will, of a new type of gaming like a new gaming landscape right not just a console landscape anymore not just a console landscape i think maybe the maybe the console war is over vincent (laughs) maybe this is the (laughs) can you imagine a world dude where i plug in my my freaking xbox controller to my playstation to play the game pass app and i plug in my dual sense to my series s to play my playstation game pass app (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's wild that's crazy to me. Would be the craziest thing. Would be the craziest. There's already people playing with the Xbox controller on God of War and DualSense on, on Halo Infinite. And they love it. It's just their preferred playstyle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and cheers to them. Cheers to them. You got to do what you got to do. And also, cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With our exclusive offer, go to manscaped.com and use the code STRICTLYCASUAL. That's all one word, STRICTLYCASUAL, for 20% off plus free shipping. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you're going to find the Signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K light LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land that 2022 looks to be. And for gaming, it, it does. It looks like the promised land it right does. now. A grooming routine isn't complete without applying the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2022 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost in your confidence into the new year. So, go check out manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with code Strictly Casual. Cheers to new balls in 2022. Wabam. Wabam. Guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code strictlycasual at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code strictlycasual. It's new year, new new year, no pubes in 2022 with, with Manscaped. Manscaped. Guys, this is... Vincent, we're going to need to take a deep breath. Deep breath. I'm taking a deep breath. this article. Okay. Deep breath taken. You let okay. me know when I should start, the, when I should start James, because... You're good to go whenever. This right here, this right here is another very large story, I would say. Um, I have been waiting so patiently for more LEGO Star Wars news. It is definitely up there in my top three most anticipated games this year, okay? But good news can come with bad news, ladies and gentlemen, and this is some really shitty news. True. And uh, Really shitty news. So right here, we have a large, large article from Polygon that says Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga has led to extensive crunch at TT Games. James, you and I are going to tag team this because this is this is important to, to talk about. This is so important to, to talk about. You this brought, is a massive hog of an article. I'm glad you brought this to my attention because this morning all I saw was the gameplay trailer and I just I just loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then I saw you putting this in there. Every great gameplay trailer <sighs> comes. There is a shadow side. Comes yes. And this is important. To, this is important to talk about. This is very important. I'll start us off here with just a little bit. Okay. Um, in late 2017, development studio TT Games, which is Traveler's Tales Games, not to be confused yep. with Telltale Games, it's the double T's, they get me every time. It's Traveler's Tales. Yep. Began work on LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga at a time when dozens inside the company were at odds with management. Tight development schedules, crunch culture, and outdated development tools. Some employees even reported breakdowns after work. Quote, it was very soft-spoken blackmail, one former employee says. If people don't start doing overtime, there's going to be problems. Although, problems were never specified. James, you hold up a finger. What happened? It was a thumbs up. It was a thumbs up. Got it. Polygon spoke with over 30 employees anonymously to gather the following info. James, what is the first big point of this article? It's right here. Sorry. Might be. Might be. I'm sorry. I should have here it is. Right here. Wait, are you in the... Okay, you skipped to the bottom part. Cool. Yeah. Got it. 
Six former employees who worked under John, John Burton, co-founder and creative director at TT Games, say he would often yell at staff to return to their desks if they tried to leave work on time, and that he regularly expected employees to put in extra hours. Otherwise, meanwhile, remember leads following employees out of the studio to question their reasons for leaving and their loyalty to a job or to the job. Yeah. Quote, the big problem was that crunch was premeditated, says one former employee. It wasn't an emergency protocol for when things went wrong. Instead, it was a tool in the box for production. Projects were planned with crunch periods in the schedule, or even worse, crunch was the schedule. It was a regular occurrence because of the type of games we made. Movie tie-ins and kids' stocking fillers. They had all had deadlines dictated by a holiday event or the release of some film. Which is shit. Because Traveler Sales, I mean, they literally do Lego games. I don't. I can't think of anything else that they've done recently. They only do Lego. Games. All of them are IP based, except for yep. maybe Lego City Undercover, uh, or like there was like a Lego Kingdoms game. Yeah, one time. Lego Worlds. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, yeah, yeah. So crunch. That's the first big red flag here. But yep. we have another red flag. Employee survey had the lowest rated working conditions that WB has ever received. This goes upon any of their branches of WB or anything WB owns. John told us which who was the co-founder and creative director. Uh, he told us during the presentation he was going to hit the reset button in response to the survey results and try to start fresh, says former employee. He started dropping some of the odd rules that we had at the studio, disabling the internet firewall and allowing people to answer phones at their desk, but nothing meaningful that addressed project timelines, low salaries, or the crunch culture. It was back to business as usual the following Monday. So that's like, I don't. what's worse than like a boss telling you they're going to fix these things and then nothing actually happens. Like it's like false hope. It's crushing, I guess, especially after yep. years of this. It's dumb. But there's more. This is a big yeah, one. There's a lot of other things that led to this. Management made the unpopular decision to develop the game on a new engine called NTT. Sources tell Polygon that employees inside the studio have been pushing hard for TT to switch the Unreal Engine with a small group even creating a Lego Star Wars test in the software. This was well-received internally by those who saw it, according to both current and former staff. But management decided to continue developing the project on NTT in an attempt to avoid paying engine licensing costs. Members of the team say that in practice, when they got their hands on NTT, it was unstable and it was missing features. Unreal Engine was cheaper to use. It was more accessible. There were, like, people knew how to use it more than NTT. The yeah. decision to go with NTT and not Unreal was ridiculous. Yes. From what we've read, absolutely ridiculous. I don't yes. understand. I don't understand the decision there. Um, Skywalker Saga was supposed to mark changes in the company's working conditions, but eventually it grew into what many now refer as TT Games' biggest project yet, with management coining phrase, strive for 85, referring to the game's potential Metacritic score. The company's previous highest Metacritic score um, is 83 for LEGO Marvel Super Heroes on PS4. Strive for yep. 85, baby. Ugh. Uh, despite the importance of the Lego Star Skywalker Saga, the studio always had multiple projects going at one time, and that staff were often moved around, putting more pressure on those who remained on the Star Wars game. Quote, the director request would request new mechanics on a whim and then ask to be changed while never actually fixing anything that really mattered, says one former employee. Quote, read every review of a Lego game. They always say the same things. Platforming is pants. The camera is terrible. No online co-op. So, let's add God of War-style combat tree. Five-year-olds will love it. <sighs> yep. Sad. In March 2020, the company appointed former Sony, Sony Worldwide Studios Vice President Michael Denny as Vice President and Studio Head. Then in August 2020, TT Games Head of Technical Design Martin Palmer left the company. Studio Director Paul Flanagan departed shortly afterward in October. We've confirmed that at least 40 employees have left TT Games and TT Fusion since the start of 2021, according to two high-ranking sources. The company employs more, more than 400 staff across the two, two studios, yeah. which are Warner Bros. and TT, and they declined to provide exact numbers. Like Over 10%. 15 of the current... 10%? Of the company? 40 out of 400? It's a lot. Yeah, that's a big margin. Over 15 of the current and former employees, Polygon... Spoke to say they're disappointed with management's vision for the future and its decision to focus solely on Lego projects. Current and former TT staff also see parallels between what is happening at the company and what Polygon reported was happening at Sony Manchester with Matthews and Green micromanaging all aspects 
of design. A spokesperson for TT Games did not answer specific questions about the company's issues, but provided us with the following statement about its current work culture. Quote, TT Games is committed to creating a respectful, fair, and inclusive workplace for every employee. There have been many efforts in recent years that with the new studio leadership and the support of Warner Bros. Games to nurture a collaborative culture and work-life balance our employees can be proud of. Our legacy of delighting fans with the games we have created over the years is very important to us. We recognize our continued and future success relies on sustaining the momentum of the positive changes we have made to date, ensuring every employee feels supported, appreciated, and experiences a true sense of belonging. Meanwhile, a number of senior staffers who have left TT over the last two years have since joined Flanagan at 10. And 10. 10, 10. Uh, over the last few months, we've heard some positive steps at TT, which is good. Multiple sources close to the company say TT will no longer be using NTT on future projects. Thank God. Finally, you're going to switch to Unreal Engine, which some view as a potential step forward. Current employees also say that in the last few months, the company has started paying closer attention to and limiting the amount of overtime that the staff can work. This might potentially be why we haven't seen a release date for the game yet which is actually good that's a good thing i think that that is the reason why yeah as for the well we do have one today but it's much later in the year than i expected so Mm -hmm. um you know it's probably good as for the skywalker saga a mix of current and former employees say that they expect the finished results currently scheduled for early 2022 it's actually april 5th uh to satisfy fans but they wonder why the staff had to endure so much to get to that point yeah it's the same thing yep um so yeah it's sad to hear about james you said something to me before the podcast i wanted to dig into it i I want to dig into it a little bit you said well number one regardless of if you have any interest in this game you said you will not be buying this game under any circumstances now i will not be buying this game under any circumstances tell me why because okay so this is under the presupposition that conditions do not improve Mm -hmm. let me think about that I don't know if that's entirely true for now because I don't want to give my money to executives. So if if leadership is healthy, if mm-hmm. it is made healthy, if it is reformed, and my money will go towards those studio executives who are making positive change, I'll give them my money. Yeah. But that is to say if I'm actually planning on playing this game in the sure. first place. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. But if there's any way that my money is going towards like someone, I mean, a, a, like not an equivalent, but a similar thing would be like the same reason why I wouldn't buy a game published by Activision mm-hmm. of like, I wouldn't want to give my money to people like Bobby Kotick. Yeah. Right. And people who uh, create uh, crunch, bad working conditions for the employees because the employees aren't seeing the money that I put into like buying the game. Unlike an indie developer in which they would, like, see right they away. would yeah. They would see that money right away because my money is going directly to yeah uh, in the developer rather but with some, a bigger studio with like that's connected to bigger publishers that money has to get funneled down through executives mm-hmm. who often don't pay their employees enough anyway yeah so i don't think me like me buying that game isn't supporting that in any way that's not like i'm not giving my money to the person who is doing um like the animation design for luke skywalker's right. lightsaber yeah so i would have counterpointed before you said all that but now my point seems like it's already been responded to you but like responded by you but i would say like initially the response that i would not buy this game i would say i am of the opposite opinion where buying the game still supports the people that stuck with the project for years but I don't actually know how much money those the people that actually worked on the game get or receive or even see through um, like just the average show purchasing the game. No idea how that breakdown works. Um, but it's on one hand, I love to see that there seems like they're slowly taking steps, but that does not override the fact that there's been years of crunch. Like we're right, talking exactly. Ye- I'm talking back to other games. There's, yes. there's people saying in here that worked started working at TT from 2005 that there was crunch back then. But that's talking mm-hmm. Wii levels of game. We're talking like way back PS2 levels of Lego games. Yep. Um, so I mean at any at any point we have been supporting this unknowingly, unknowingly. So yes. supporting this knowingly to me is a lot harder. But I feel, 
I don't know. It, it, imagine I'm putting, I'm trying to put myself in a dev shoes that has stuck with this project for years, that has gone through all this shit, and to have no one play the game at the end is would be soul crushing unless they want the project to fail for some reason. But if they wanted the project to fail, they would leave the company or they would. It sounds like there's there's already recruiting to 10 10 well, games. Also, there well, these people to, like they they need to pay their bills. Hundred percent. I know totally I mean? understand that. I don't. I definitely don't believe that you could just quit to get another job. They like this is right, but it's. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know where I stand on this, but I don't think that boycotting the game for not boycotting, but like not purchasing the game would be my answer that is to this. Boycotting. Yeah. Right. I don't know. If so, I think it is like you put your like not giving a developer your money is the is like one of the easiest ways you can like protest a studio. Yeah. And I wouldn't that's want to give people... money to the management, but that's just how it goes. Like I would have to if I buy the game. That's just that's how it works. Right. Which that's sucks. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So how else do I support the devs? What's we'll the what's an alternate way? I think pro like other than giving like I I don't know who else you give money to. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm an armchair analyst. As am I. I'm not. I wish I was there. I wish I was there to but, see. But like protest and boycott are the like they are the ways hmm. for like your average joe i would say unless you want to like get into like the like policy making and yeah starts like get into like uh, uh companies that advocate on behalf or like unions um for yep. game developers i think my thought is less of like I don't think that boycotting is always the only way to change things in, in senses like this and in general, like that's like my mind goes to other places that I feel like boycotting and protesting is like the final straw of like, okay, nothing else worked. This is the only thing that like could potentially work. Let's try to boycott. Oh, and change I things. come at it from the opposite way. I think boycotting and yeah. protest is like, I think it's an extreme game. unless cause I don't think it's an extreme. I think that boycotting money and, rules everything. Yeah. I agree, but I don't know that boycotting and protesting this supports the people that I want to support more than hurts the people I want to I want to support. In this How case, would it hurt the people you want to support? Because then imagine the developers at this company all out of a job after this. All of them. If if we were to if you were to stop all sales of this game, you are now laying off 400 people at TT Games and they are all going to find new jobs now. Instead of Instead of but hoping they, to try to change the things that the staff is already doing, like not the staff that are already doing, the executives are already doing, you want to make them better, not put all these people out of but a job. There's no way to actually get to those studio executives and say, "Hey, you should do a better job." There's no way. way. You're, You're right. That's why I'm looking so, for an like, alternative. That's why I don't. You can't because the only alternative then is for them to find a new job at the end of the day. Like if that studio is not going to change. The oh, only yeah. alternative is for them to get a new job. Right. And whether that happens as a result of their studio going out of business or them personally leaving on their own accord, mm -hmm. I think that is the best thing for for the developers is to get to go to other studios that have better working conditions. Hmm. If tough. reform is not an option for that studio, they need to leave that studio. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's think about this a little more because I wish, I wish the article said more about that this is this is like what i'm more interested in than even like okay you see 10 percent of employees left the studio over the course of the development yes. cycle of lego star wars skywalker saga um yep. at least let me see they talked to 30 people who still work at the company so i don't know how many people they talked to that actually left it's 10 percent of the company that's a large that's a that's a huge that is a huge chunk of people that were fed up and done right whether yep. or not they got a better job or just absolutely just completely done that they just moved on. I want to I want to know the reasons that the other 360 people decided to stay. One, they believe in the yeah. game enough to stay. Two, they don't have another job opportunity to go to. There's they can't they fiz, like financially cannot leave the company. All these are valid reasons mm -hmm. to stay. They mm -hmm. like legitimately can't. Like that I really want to know those things and I I would want to talk to those people that represent those 360 and ask them exactly how like how do we support you obviously i can't support financially like that like i can't support financially through like oh yeah here's like here's money or whatever like normal people we just can't do that 
Mm-hmm. I want to know. <clears throat> I want to know if they think boycott is is the best option for these people. I want to know if they think, um, like, my opinion it's, is so much less than the opinion of the devs working on it. It's right. just my thoughts. I don't know. I'm sp- I'm just spitting. Okay, so let's 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 also think about boycotting and what that communicates because I think by saying boycotting, studio goes under. I think that's skipping a few steps. Because, right, that's an extreme. That's a total extreme. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's just saying, like, because when you boycott and you protest with by not giving a studio money, they're first, like, it doesn't just shut them all out of business. Yeah, I agree. Money doesn't just all, like, it doesn't all uh, go out the window. And they're funded. Because, they're funded by other right, things. They, yes, they are funded by yeah. other things too. Um, a lot of internal funding, things like that. Um, but they see numbers drop, and as a capitalist company that mm-hmm. is like drawn to make profit they say yeah. okay we need to switch something in order to make profit if they're anything of a good capitalist yeah you know company right money talks um, just like you said money talks right money talks and so they say we need to change something and hopefully that change it is a um it like hopefully because of the amount of backlash the amount of people talking on yeah. social media and like posting about it and the messaging that comes along with that protesting and boycott and boycotting because they are also going to ask, why are they protesting? Why are they boycotting? Yeah. Why are they not giving us their money? And when they're given the answer of, well, you guys aren't giving your employees good working conditions, hopefully that would give them say, oh shit, we actually need to change what we're doing yeah. so that we can make money again. And when they start making money again, then they can like it also, you know, hopefully shows down to employees once that new leadership is in place that is focused on the betterment and the health yeah. of their employees, then you can, then that, that change actually happens. It's not like, oh, yeah. we stop giving them money, then they just go under. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to me. And I would love to talk to someone that works there, you know? I would love to talk to like some like gaming economist about like how boycotting yeah. actually affects like, like, the game industry and how to advocate for yeah workers. But I don't think that's just economists. Like I, I really truly think that you have to talk to the, like people in the actual jobs as well as like how an economist would look at it. I'm well. Sometimes people in the actual jobs like don't like. Sometimes they're too surrounded by it to actually like yeah. know particular like practices. Rather than someone who like researches like gaming unions and yeah. like how unionization works and how that supports. Um, I think unionization is like could be maybe the best thing like to happen to the gaming industry and the mm. history of gaming mm. development. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about any of it. I just know that I'm more concerned about the people than the business. I guess absolutely. At the end of the day. And I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know that's the best what I'm way. here for too. Yeah. yeah, I could give less of a shit about like Tencent as a actual like yeah development like company mm-hmm. i can give a shit but i care about the workers yeah i want the people to live to live well to have health and wealth and to yeah. live healthily and not hate their job not hate their life mm-hmm. damn that was good that was great that was great thanks james thank you vincent we got two more little tiny things because we're going long on this episode, but uh, just real quick, I'll go to this one. You can do the next one. Respawn is not canceling its secretive third-party game or third game after losing director. So Respawn, Respawn lost a creative director, but gained a new one who um, is working on Respawn's next first-person shooter that is not a sequel to Titanfall 1 and 2. It has AAA ambitions, uh, striving for mobility and style as guiding principles, um, and Respawn will spend the next year prototyping more concepts for his new game and then build to work the final project uh and basically you the, totally skipped over the name of the yeah muhammad of the new muhammad avi is the uh, person leaving he's he's leaving the company and he says at the end of an area he did not say where he's going next but the industry is flush with cash at the moment big companies are spinning up new studios and investors are backing proven creators with big checks for even bigger bets so we're 100% sure that he's moving on to something bigger and greater uh, because of all the work he's put under Respawn. He's for sure being seen for that. In this environment, it's more normal forever that from key creatives to move on to bigger opportunities and few studios have more proven creators than Respawn. So get ready for Respawn's brand new first person Can't game. wait. I love Respawn. Sony's Fire Sprite takes over Twisted Metal as MotorStorm director is hired. This is exciting too. Wow. 
This comes Sony Fire Sprite. Oh. I was like, wait, what did you say at the beginning? Sony Fi- Sony Fire Sprite. Yeah, that's soda. The Fire Sprite. Yes, Sony Fire Sprite, which is a studio. Video Games Chronicle reported earlier this week that Destruction All-Star Studio Lucid has ceased development on a reboot of the classic car combat series, which I understand. We now understand that UK-based Fire Sprite, which was acquired by Sony last year, is the developer which has taken over the Twisted Metal project. It's unclear why Sony decides to move the project to its new first-party studio, but it's worth noting that Lucid and Fire Sprite are located barely 15 minutes from each other in Liverpool, UK, and now there's evidence of staff moving over. As spotted by the Restera user, Matt Southern, the director of various MotorStorm games, plus the original pitcher for Drive Club, has this month left his role as game director at Lucid to take on the same role at Fire Sprite. Drive Club, baby. Love Drive. I bought Drive Club. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) It's unclear if Southern was working on Lucid's Twisted Metal project or if he'll be working on the franchise at his new employer. Fire Sprite has multiple projects in production, including the newly announced PlayStation VR 2 game, Rise and Call of the Mountain. Also very exciting. Fire Sprite. I mean, this is probably the plan all along. You buy Fire Sprite and you give them a project, like something like this. Yep. And I'm glad Lucid's not doing it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I dislike Destruction All-Stars, but uh, I don't know. It wasn't great. It wasn't like promising for I didn't, its new I didn't like game. Destruction All-Stars. I didn't like Destruction All-Stars. It was good for 10 hours. Then I was sick of it. I was like, done. Oh my God, breaking news. What? Breaking news. There's an, there's an interview with Phil Spencer at Washington Post. Oh my God. Uh that's crazy. I don't. I don't know. Do we? Do we? Uh... I just have a few bullet points. Okay, bullet bullet points. Just up real read quick. them. Yeah, just read the bullet points real quick. I mean, make it. Okay, okay. We're already at over an hour, and we got to get rid of stuff. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Interview with Phil Spencer. One, he's confident that the workplace issues at A slash B will be resolved. Two, he's happy with new IPs and specifically mentioned King's Quest, Guitar Hero, and Hexen. <gasps> Three, he wants to support the Guitar new teams to work on franchises he loved as a kid. Okay, so very, like, overall vague stuff, but exciting. Overall vague, but exciting. Yeah. I'm going to skip the question which of the week this week. Which will two f- random fun stuff. Yeah. We're going to skip this, baby. Uh, Cheesy, I promise we'll get to a question of the week. I know you have a bunch on the Discord. I will get to them. RFS, let's go, baby. Stories without a story, random fun stuff. Dying Light 2 dev promises a whopping five years of updates and DLC after release. This game better get tense, like, for people to be playing it for five years. Like, it's, and it's not. This game stresses me out every time I read about it. <laughs> they just, did you see that they made another post, like, literally yesterday where they're like, they're like 50,000 lines of dialogue recorded, 100,000 <laughs> options of them. Like, what? Why? I don't want to make 100,000 options playing this game. I just want to play oh the game. God. I just want to fight the damn zombies. Yeah. Uh, free to play Battle Royale My Hero Academia Ultra Rumble announced. And it's in beta, uh, limited beta in Japan. And honestly, kind of looks kind of fun. Looks really <laughs> eh, but looks fun. A leap announced for PS4 and PS5. This is an exclusive game uh, that is a first-person shooter, not Battle Royale. It's like a team base, but there's like hoverboards and shit. It looks really cool, futuristic kind of thing, ninjas. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's going to be free to play as well. Uh, uh, 2021 PlayStation wrap-up reports are ready. I still can't get mine. I played 703 hours this year on PlayStation, earned 800 trophies, and played way too much days gone for absolutely no reason that's more than a one trophy per hour ratio wow yeah that's great i usually don't get that you know what that that's probably the uh all the stupid platinums i got i think i got like five dumb plats like those games yeah james and i send each other these 50 cent games dude i can't (laughs) get the platinum for that one you sent me it's so hard (laughs) because you had to get no deaths in this final like on four missions in a row and i uh, fourth mission i always die I, I oh my god i'm gonna get it though i'm gonna get it um horizon forbidden west gets screenshots behind the scenes video and a story trailer my dog's leaving lego star wars gameplay over each other we talked about it uh called duty warzone pacific season two delayed until mid-february and google launches beta of android games on windows pc uh which is interesting but if windows pc is already gonna have built-in emulating for Windows devices, why would you need an Android app if you have the Google Play app and you can play apps on? I don't know. 
Doesn't make sense to me. Guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 96. That was a fat episode and an incredible episode. James had a great time. Yeah, we did. I think we got some banging clips out of that too. Um, Yeah, we did. But uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode 97. Please, if you're listening on audio platforms, please check out YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, please check out audio platforms. And if you want to become a member of the channel, it's $2 a month and you get a fun little badge next to your name. You can, it'll be great. It's amazing. And you can watch the full video podcast. It'll be a great time. Uh, We love you guys. Also, if you're listening on audio platforms and there's all of a sudden a mix up and all of our podcasts drop from the face of the earth for two days while we switch platforms, I also apologize in advance because it's scary. That is a scary thing that I'm worried about and it's causing me great anxiety, but we will figure it out. I love you all. Yeah. Any final words, James? Just kisses. Just kisses. Just kisses. kisses. See you guys next week. Love you.